Wow. What an episode. Episode six of Survivor in the books and easily one of the best episodes I have seen in a very long time. Welcome back to the Merge Feast. Uh, my name is Blake. I'm here with Logan and Brandon. Uh, Brandon, kick us off. I know everybody's got a lot to say about this episode, so uh, start us off. Yeah, 90 minutes of gold is what we just witnessed. To echo you, one of the best episodes I have seen. I will say this is the best episode of the new era. We just witnessed one of the top five tribal councils of all time. You guys can let me know if that's hyperbolic or not. Um, this is everything you want in a Survivor episode from the word go. I was on the edge of my seat. The way they built up the suspense after the challenge leading up to Tribal was some of the best work I've ever seen the Survivor production team do. Logan, I'll kick it uh, over to you. Yeah, um, absolutely a great episode from start to finish. Loved every minute of it. I thought the same thing you guys did. Just could not, I mean, I don't know what they could have done to make it better. The, like you said, the buildup from kind of the suspense of who's who's going home, who's getting voted, all those things after after the, uh, the challenge to Tribal, to what happens at Tribal, just unreal. And frankly, probably in the my top five of favorite episodes ever. Easily, easily. Well, before we kind of jump all the way to the end, let's go back to the beginning. Um, kind of after, I mean, after Tribal Council last time, um, kind of go back and uh, what is her name? Kendra. I uh, I thought she played that really well. She is just wild in the greatest of ways. She is just hysterical. Her little uh, mannerisms and when she was like hissing like a cat, I thought was crazy and super funny. Uh, but I thought she played it really well. Emily seemed to really buy it that she didn't, you know, wasn't holding a grudge or anything. Um, what do you guys think about Kendra? Yeah, I think, I think Emily is, or not Emily, uh, Kendra is great TV. I'll agree with you there. Um, I think that's the right way to come back from a tribal council when you don't have the numbers and you, you know, came out with the, you know, an outcome that you didn't want. I think, you know, that's kind of the only way to do it. So yeah, very smart on her part. And, you know, we'll kind of get to see how that ends up playing out. Yeah, I think she was smart to do it like that, especially knowing, I mean, I feel like a lot of them knew the merge was coming. So not having numbers, coming back, not being pissed, not being like mad at everybody else and kind of, yeah, like no big deal, knowing that the merge is coming and then she's going to have some of the people that she actually wants to work with super smart to play it off like that. I could see it being maybe a little bit different if it wasn't so close to the merge or what, whatever, but played it off. Great. The way she was acting at 
about the food and obviously you could see her emotions from not eating anything to getting food but just all around was she's she's fun to watch yeah i agree i wanted to jump in and talk a little bit about was it bellow uh the, ty- the tribe that uh caleb and bruce and jake and all of them were on yeah that was bellow tribe okay um so they were all I, I, maybe i missed something but i don't i didn't realize when all four of them were going after katura or because they were all trying to hide the idol from her and everybody else was looking for it it seemed to be four versus one yeah, I didn't know if they were even necessarily going after her, but I just don't know if they were including her in the hunt for the idol of she wasn't a super close alliance or whatever. I don't know if it was, oh, she's next to go or what that was, but it just didn't, I, I didn't take it as as that way. I took it as they were just trying to maybe keep her from getting it and one of them getting it. But I don't know. I think maybe those two correlate of, hey, we don't want her to get it, so we're going to vote her. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think uh last episode or maybe a couple episodes at this point it was clear that Katura and Bruce weren't on the same page and even Caleb when he was having his conversations with Katura, she was explaining the Bruce situation and he kind of felt like there was a uh, some uh just kind of personal issues between Katura and Bruce, mainly on Katura's side, that I think that's what happened. And obviously, like, tonight was the first time that we really saw Bruce talk about the whole dynamic of those two. For sure. And so I think I think that there's just... Uh, everybody knows that those two don't get along, and Bruce was the one that had the parchment in his hand, so I think it's important for him that Katura doesn't get it more so than everybody else. I think if you're the one with the power with the parchment in your hand, everybody else that knows about it is just, just going to go along with you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What did, uh, do you, do you have any idea what they would have done if Bruce hadn't had found the idol before they left camp? Because he would have lost his vote. Would he have not been able to vote for the rest of the game? I kind of thought about that and I wasn't sure. I didn't know if that was going to be the case or I figured he was going to find it with it being hidden under there and them digging for it. But I wasn't, I was like, okay, as soon as that boat showed up and Hey, you've got 10 minutes. I was like, what if he doesn't find that? What does that mean? I guess we'll never know. But um, I thought him finding that and then, the boat showing up was I, I, obviously we don't know the exact time frame between that. But I was like, man, heck of a timing to have to be digging in, digging to find it and have to leave. And I thought Jake's idea of, Oh, I, like I dropped my ring. Like I thought that was actually pretty smart and like, help me find it. Like, I don't know. I, I, I thought that was kind of cool. And it's smart until Katura starts helping them dig for Jake's ring and she finds it. Right. True. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously with the uh the boats showed up and all of the tribes were were given given a note and the note was 
something that signifies my favorite part of a survivor season and it was drop your buffs and uh, we're all moving to one beach yeah this merge was different than past merges i feel like uh, at least recently i don't remember them all going to one beach before tribal council unless i'm misremembering or i'm sorry before not before tribal council i don't remember them going to one beach before the challenge has that been happening or do i just misremember that um i think you're right i think typically what has happened is they've shown up to the challenge as their three separate tribes and then jeff has announced to drop their buffs there which i like this change because that added a whole nother level of scrambling kind of like let's all get to know each other and that kind of set the stage for some pretty intense conversations after the challenge so i i thought it was a good a good switch up yeah i i liked it as well i thought the the social aspect benefited from it like you said being able to make conversation beforehand kind of get stuff jump started and that way it's not such a mad scramble after try or after the challenge especially with people going off to do the the merge feast and uh getting all of six of those people going away and not having those to talk and then coming back and having a little bit of time before tribal being able to talk beforehand getting some idea of where people were kind of talking through different scenarios, different things like that. I thought I, I thought it benefited the social social side of the game at, by a, a ton. Uh yeah, I I don't think I could have said it better than that, Logan. Um just a a welcome change to the the pre-merge, the merge, the pre-merge merge. I don't really know what to call this. Uh, it's like purgatory. Yeah, mergatory, I think, is the word that, <laughs> that has been thrown around on Twitter. Mergatory. Tra trademark. I can't claim that one. I think I've seen that. That's funny. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of revenge talk, um, which I I think really set the stage for how the next several episodes are gonna look. I mean, Austin wanted J. Maya out. Bruce wanted Emily. Kendra wanted Emily. Katura wanted Bruce. It's just like, but everybody seemed. Sifu wanted J, but really want, should want D. Like some of the, yeah. But a lot of them, it wasn't. I don't know. When they were talking about that, I mean, obviously Austin wants J. Maya out because that, that increases the value of his amulet. But he kept saying, she held me from that sandwich. Like, I'm, I'm coming after her now just because of that. And so it seemed to be a lot of those kind of conversations, which is going to make things interesting if people are that um, kind of that much, that they're seeking revenge that much for little things like that. Yeah, going speaking about the amulet, do either of you remember what that does now that it's down to just two of it, two of them? Yes. So two amulets count as a steel of vote. Okay. Can always count on count on you, Blake, to take good notes. <laughs> so now Austin and Kelly have the two amulets. 
So Austin and Kelly would have to come together. Correct. And okay. And then I don't know how that works. Do they have to decide? I would assume they would have to decide who to steal the vote yeah, from. They would basically have to. Okay, that makes sense. Because they're not. Uh, it's not an extra vote where they have to decide who to vote for. They just have to decide whose vote to steal. Interesting. Okay. That could be interesting down the road of alliances and, okay, are they working together or are they not? Are they like, okay, maybe they're not working together all the time and they've got that. Like, I don't know. That'll be, that'll be an interesting one to, to see play out. For sure. New twi- a new twist. Did you guys hear... I don't remember at what point in this episode it was, but when Caleb was kind of scrambling and he was talking about this was, but I think before he knew his name was being written down or being talked about, but he was talking about how his strategy was to kind of be everybody's friend and them not see him as almost like the snake in the grass coming to get like the strong one out. And then I thought I heard him say, like when he was talking about getting the strong person out, which is Drew. Did you guys catch that at all? I did hear him say that. I don't... It was very brief and not highlighted hardly at all. Like It almost just kind of... He said it real quick and nothing else happened about it. So I don't know. I'll be curious to see if he like continues that. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with his... I like his play style and being everybody's friend and all of that, trying to be the snake in the grass and people not see him come in and all of those things. But I feel like in the game of Survivor, people almost see that as a threat that you are able to talk to everybody and be everybody's friend. And that is a that almost seems to me like a more of a target than not, you know? Well, yeah, you saw that immediately. Uh, Bruce saw right through that. He's like, look at him. He's just smiling, talking to everybody, being everybody's friend. And Bruce wasn't the only one that said basically those same words tonight. Um, so definitely. I thought Bruce was, I thought Bruce was a little paranoid about the whole thing and a little like, woe is me. Nobody's talking to me about anything but he kind of pivoted pretty quickly and like didn't scramble in a, um, in a way that was detrimental to his game, but kind of was able to reel it in and say, okay, he drew or, um, he was able to say that, okay, Caleb is the issue here. He's the common denominator. He's who's talking to everybody. Cause I feel like a lot of times when somebody feels on the outs, doesn't feel like they're talking to anybody. They just scramble and try and do anything and everything to get somebody else's name talked about. And he didn't do that in the way that was detrimental to his game. Uh, so I thought he played that really well. Yeah, I would agree. And I think to a point he could have, like, I think he did a really good job of not, like you said, being paranoid to a point of just going out crazy. He's got a hit me idol. Obviously, you don't want to have to use that this early in the game if need like if he if he had to, like it is what it is, but we'd like to save that for later. So I think let people come talk to you, but I don't know. It that's all a hard spot to be in of nobody's talking to me. Is it me? Is it not? 
obviously after the challenge there was no option for him to get voted so that was that kind of helped but it was uh i think he played that well i think i think he played it okay uh it kind of to me felt like he had a little bit of an old school approach to the merge he was really you know he was uh, nobody's talking to me and you know i think it's possibly because people don't really want to work with him i guess we'll see when he actually has a chance to get voted out but um he was really trying to keep that bellow reba line strong and he was kind of trying to he's just telling caleb hey don't don't talk to them trying to almost play like a little bit of a dictator role and and maybe it's just the old dad in him but to me i it just felt it felt weird to me it definitely seemed more old school i think you're right there um not uh i don't know it, it was it was interesting and i i say he played it well definitely could have been played a lot better um but it worked out in his favor. So I think that's why I mean that I think he played it well. Um, but I, I think you're spot on. The fact that he couldn't be voted against doesn't really tell us a ton. As soon as he's up for grabs, essentially, or, or up for eviction, not eviction, as soon as he's up for being voted out, that could change everything. Yeah, and I would agree with that. When I say play it well, he did a fairly good job to keep it like away from him and kind of go that. I didn't really think about what you were saying, Brandon, of him trying to keep the two alliances to like very cut and clear of Bella, Reba, and all of that. So that aspect of it, I think he could absolutely played that better. Yeah, and I think he might be in trouble just based off of uh, Caleb walking up to, I think it was Drew and Austin maybe, and saying, "May was this, this was probably pre-challenge. I'm kind of getting pre-challenge and post-challenge a little bit mixed up in my head. But... No, that was, if you're talking about the idol? Yeah. That was after the challenge because um, that was when Caleb knew that his name was getting thrown around. That was yeah at the very end, right before tribal. They because he he said something about like, hey, this it's not even to okay. take it off of me right now mm -hmm. because he's safe, but this is information that I want you guys to have, and this is me saying I want to work with you. Okay, it was a uh, gotcha. It was trying to to build some. I gotcha. Build some trust. Yeah. So I guess that leads us into the challenge. Um, Brandon, you always do a good job of explaining these challenges and kind of painting the picture here. Yeah, so there are 13 players remaining in the game, and we are now playing for a spot to be uh, to have immunity going into the Mergatory Tribal Council. We're going to split up into two teams of six. Everybody's going to draw rocks, red, blue. And if you are the lucky 13th person, you're going to draw a gray rock and pick 
a team to to back. And Katura ended up picking that gray rock and she chose she chose the blue tribe. And which the blue tribe was Sifu, Austin, Drew, Kendra, Julie, and Bruce. And then the red tribe was Caleb, J. Maya, Jake, D, Kelly, and Emily. Yeah, I actually uh I I thought that Katura would pick the red tribe just because Bruce wasn't on it. So proud of her for yeah. maybe a little bit of growth there. But this challenge starts off in a mud pit, go under this heavy net, navigate through some mud, and then you're carrying very heavy sandbags on a wagon, pushing them through um, some kind of obstacles, gathering a key, climbing up. Was there a, there was a la you got to climb up the wagon and then you had to climb up a ball, correct? It was, uh, it was up the, the wagon on the sandbags to like a rope net and then down that rope net onto the boulder or that big ball. All right. And then that you went, you slid down another net and then that led us to a two part puzzle, right? Yeah. Two part puzzle. Two people did one part. Two other people did the la the other um, part of the puzzle. And that was honestly kind of a really cool, um, cool way of doing it. Yeah. And this was a, a challenge that honestly, there was one error by the red team with Jay Maya coming out of the mud pit that really kind of set the tone for the rest of the challenge. I think we can get into this and just go ahead and say the blue team won immunity. Really, in my opinion, it was due to Jay Maya getting stuck in the mud pit. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think the blue team honestly had a head start on the puzzles, but I think they did a better job of navigating it. I know when you're coming from behind, trying to figure it out and scrambling it, you don't have as clear of a head of trying to figure out what it is, but I thought they got through that fairly quickly. So obviously being ahead already, but I thought they did a pretty good job with the puzzles. Yeah, they did. And I, I like the two part puzzle. Um, it did not seem as hard as I thought it was going to be, um, which was good, but it was, uh, it was a fun challenge to watch. Um, yeah, they, I do like the, the rope and the mud, uh, that rope net and the mud much better than the twisty one from last season or whenever it was two seasons ago. Or maybe the last couple seasons. Uh, I know it happened last season because Carolyn got stuck in it. Yeah, like, and I feel like a lot of people have a lot of trouble in that, and uh, that one kind of ruined it for that tribe because Carolyn got so stuck. So I, I I like this version better personally. I would agree with that, but uh, after they win, obviously, um, blue team goes to sanctuary and is able to chow down on some food so um, one, one might call that the merge feast the merge feast so yeah they 
Did you guys catch that, that they talked about our podcast in the episode? They did. <laughs> Shout out to us. <laughs> Plug. Strategic. Um, at the Merge Feast, kind of, everybody was just enjoying it, hanging out, talking, and then I believe it was Bruce, or I don't know who it was, was kind of like, should we actually kind of talk business? And... Sifu was the first person to throw out a name, Jemaya. Am I correct there? Yes. So, obviously, I feel like you... Me, I don't know if I would want to be the first person to speak up on somebody's name to throw out, but it worked out, and um, uh, everybody was pretty good with... or pretty okay with that, and then somebody brought up, what about Caleb? And that threw another twist into things. So what did you guys think about all that? Well, I thought that, I think it was Mama Julie, that she had a great confessional leading into the merge feast. She said, hey, there's seven of us sitting at this feast. We could control who goes home tonight. It's just a matter of who wants to be the first person to throw out a name. And you ended up having two names. And obviously, Sifu said, Jemaya, um, Kendra was the one that brought up Caleb and it's kind of awkward sitting there um, because you had, I think Bruce and Kendra were like, yeah, let's get Caleb out. And then you had Katura that was like, yeah, but she didn't want to do that. So you kind of have to just bite your tongue in a situation like that. And I think, it ended up working out really well for Katura. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I think there wasn't a ton else at the at the feast. Uh, I think going after that, it was just back to camp and then kind of st- strategizing of what are we doing for tribal? And that's where things kind of kind of got crazy, and um, you really got to see some alliances form, who where people were. Uh, it was kind of obviously different this episode because not everybody was at a, an, an option to be voted out. There is only what five people, or no, six, six people um, to be voted out, or that had the option to be voted out. And so, an interesting kind of obviously conversations throughout, and kind of got crazy there. But would you uh did you guys have anything that really stood out to you or that you wanted to highlight there? Um I mean it I thought for all the different nuances of the connections people had made and the alliances, um I w- I was kind of surprised to see it come down to two names. Um and both the the six that didn't make the feast and the seven that did, uh, even though Caleb was not part of the names that um, that the six threw out, they both kind of came to the same two names. I mean, it was Caleb and Jemiah. I was surprised to see more names not get thrown out in there, especially with that many people playing. Yeah, to a point, I think... Obviously, they had a couple people in mind, but with only having six people to choose from rather than all 13, I think if there was if it was all 13 available to be That's voted true. out, I think 
I think a lot more names have been, been thrown out there, but only having six people to choose from. Clearly, you've got those several people in the top of the alliance groups and kind of dictating that. I, 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 only having two doesn't necessarily surprise me in this situation. I guess that's true. I forgot about there only being the the six to choose from, so that does make it a little a little tighter there. Um, back to to the feast really quickly. Did you guys find it weird that they didn't wash off or hop in the ocean before they ate? <laughs> they were all still <laughs> caked in mud, and I was like, "What in the world are they doing? They're but, starving, man! They got to get some food." I mean, I guess, but I would have wanted to rinse off a little bit. I didn't I didn't even think about it until they came back from the feast and jumped in the ocean. I was like, oh, I guess they didn't do that yet. <laughs> I kept looking at Bruce with, I mean, I kept looking at Bruce and his face is still covered. I'm like, yeah, okay. But <laughs> I mean, you ha- I would assume that they, maybe they didn't get on a boat, but walked around the corner the ocean's got to be right there but i don't know i don't know so yeah i mean i guess this takes us to to tribal council right and as we talked about last time there were what four people that this was their first tribal council yes that is so crazy to me day 13 Um, yeah that's that's impressive i mean literally halfway through the game and they haven't been to tribal yet it's impressive yeah so uh i mean we all know how this is going to go especially when caleb starts his thing and i did not understand what he was trying to say i mean i understand what he was trying to do but the way he pinned it on Jemaya as that she was the bigger threat only because of the fact of Julian D being a big threat, having three people, in my opinion, was a silly move because that made them want to vote out him that much more. Like uh, Julian and D. So he has Caleb has some work to do when he gets back to camp because I, and I'm going to back him up because I chose him to win, but I did not understand what he was trying to accomplish. I thought, I thought he threw away any chance of him being safe after he threw out J Maya's name and then did what he did. I'm, I'm the biggest threat, but I'm not the biggest strategic threat. Well, what does that even mean? Right. I didn't like the play at all. And I I guess that was just a desperation attempt to create. I guess, but he's, he's just, I'm, yeah, I, I agree. It, it was out of desperation, but he's played so well up until this point. It, that was a blunder to me. And it, it clearly worked out out of luck, but. I mean, you see literally everyone turn around and vote for him. And then to get up when he's going to cast his vote and holler out her name again, not not smart. 
I didn't yeah. think. I don't. I didn't think it was his strongest tribal council ever. Obviously, he's been to several. Uh, I I think he definitely could have played it better. And throwing the name out there and then saying other people's names that are clearly going to be in the game after this tribal, uh, I never think is a great idea. And just paints a target on your back. And like like you said, a last ditch effort to maybe get the votes off of him and all. But at that point, if it's down to you and one other person and you know it's heavily towards you, I feel like you've, for the most part, are probably going to have your mind made up of, I'm going to play my shot in the dark. So why not keep your mouth shut to a point, not throw out the names and all of that, still play your shot in the dark, and now you are you haven't dug yourself a hole that you're trying to get out of now. Yeah. I, 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 I definitely think he could have played it better. Yeah, he he should have stayed quiet. And uh, to your point earlier, Blake, about this season kind of being a a theme of revenge going on, I think that D is going to be gunning for Caleb even harder um, mm-hmm. in the next episode or two. And yeah, and I just kind of thinking about the votes, I'm not even sure. I I feel like the votes might have been split, kind of fifty fifty between between Jay and Caleb. Before that moment, I think everybody at that point, after his kind of outburst, was like, okay, get rid of this guy. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Brandon, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Emily voting for Caleb. I'm interested to hear both of you, but Brandon, I want to hear what you say first. Yeah. Um, I think... It's a smart play by Emily to just go ahead and vote Caleb and she will explain it to him. And I think Caleb will understand. Um, it was pretty it, obvious that Caleb was going home, right? So it makes sense for Emily to just go with the vote, vote Caleb. So she, you know, doesn't come back and throw votes at Jay or whoever and then have to explain why she was the only one that didn't vote for Caleb. So I think she was taking care of herself on the chance that Caleb was gone and great move. And I think Caleb will completely understand. I don't think there will be any sort of fracture in that relationship after they get back. See, I agree with the fracture part. I don't think there will be uh, a, a fracture between Caleb and Emily. However, I don't believe it was a great move, and I'll I'll explain here in a minute. But Logan, do you want to? What What'd you think about that? I thought I didn't think it was a bad move. I think it was smart for her to kind of play with the people that she thought she might be a part of come after tribal. I think it would have been a worse move. I think it would have been a bad move if she didn't tell. Caleb beforehand, hey, your name's heavily being heavily thrown out. You're most likely going to be the one going home. At that point, she's clearly still with him. Hey, I'm I'm watching out for you. At the end of the day, I think she's smart to try and play what's best for her in the game. Obviously, if she wants Caleb to stick around, letting him know those things, but She's got to do what's best for her. And if it looks like he's going home, 
odds of him getting the shot in the dark are one in six, so not great. Obviously, it worked out for him. But I got to think about past this tribal council. I don't, and I think that's where some people can get caught up in their relationships of who their alliances are and who they're in a group with and saying, oh, I got to stick with them. And then that hurts their future game. Yeah. The one thing I'll say, actually, uh, I don't, this might actually be what you're about to say, Blake. So I'll let you go ahead. Yeah. So I've got a couple different areas or avenues to talk about this from the one that I want to focus on first is um, everybody voting together makes total sense strategically except when there's a possibility of that person staying because of a one in six chance. Um, so I see that a lot. I watch Big Brother uh, along with Survivor and Amazing Race, um, but Big Brother is one that while you have more time in between the votes and there's only two people up for eviction out of the house, people find out kind of who's voting where and that that's a frustrating thing for for me being the viewer seeing everybody vote together just because that's what the majority is doing and nobody else wants to show their cards where one of the things i've loved about survivor for years is that they don't do that and again some of that is because it's a really short time between when you know who's safe and who's not, and then literally anybody is up for grabs. But knowing that, okay, Caleb is going to play his shot in the dark. He would be silly not to, especially if I am thinking about voting for him, my, I being Emily. If nobody else votes, or if everybody else votes for Caleb, and maybe she thought somebody else would not vote for Caleb, but... I don't know. It just, I think the upside for her to vote against somebody else in the one in six chance that Caleb stayed and then they go home because otherwise, I mean, Emily almost got voted out. Uh, she didn't get any votes, but Jemaya was pitching her hardcore and people seemed at least open to it. And then also, we're assuming that if she did vote for somebody else other than Caleb, that everybody would find out it was her. And maybe they would think, oh, no, she's obviously she did because she's, you know, Team Lulu. But I think she could have played that off pretty well. Just like Dee and J. Maya and Julie did before. So I don't know. I. I because she potentially almost went home because she didn't vote for somebody else. And that, that would have sucked. Yeah. I, I hear you there. I think, I mean, I would make an argument that anybody, anybody should have, that was on the six that were vulnerable should have had that thought of maybe I should just throw a vote somewhere else. Cause I know that Caleb is likely the one I feel like, I think Emily, at this point in her game, needed to do exactly what she did because she still kind of has that reputation about her, and I think she's not wanting to ruffle any feathers. For sure. Um, but I, I, I couldn't believe 
that somebody, Jemiah, whoever, didn't just throw a vote somebody else's way. That's mind-blowing that it was unanimously Caleb. That's just a blunder by multiple people, in my opinion. For sure. And I'm curious if anybody counted the votes to notice that somebody didn't vote. And it, it was really easy for Austin not to vote. I mean, he was safe. He didn't really care who went home between the two of them. So why should he vote? But I'm curious to see if anybody will do the math and figure out that somebody didn't. Because um, that'll be, I don't know if that will even matter. But that was one thing that I thought about. Yeah, I think with this many people voting, he was fairly safe. And it's harder to track of hey, somebody didn't vote, or hey, we're, we were missing a vote. So I think, I think he was pretty safe to do that and was, like you said, smart of him to do that because there was it, no reason for him to. It's, it's not going to come up at all. I don't think so either. Yeah, I, I don't think it will because there are so many people, but yeah, I don't know. I, with all that being said... Obviously, yeah, Caleb plays a shot in the dark and took down Kelly Wentworth for the title of nullifying the most votes against themselves in a tribal council. We just witnessed one of the five greatest, I don't know if the shot in the dark is really counted as an advantage, but one of the five greatest advantage plays in the history of the game tonight and I mean Caleb is still alive and my my winner pick is still alive I was <laughs> my heart was pounding for a little bit I'm like no yeah I was a little worried for you I definitely thought uh Brandon's picks just kind of got blown up did uh how many other times has somebody used the shot in the dark and it work one other time before tonight, and it was pretty much pointless. I can't remember who used it. They used it successfully, but I don't even think that their name got put on a parchment. Okay. It has not worked very often, that's for sure. Obviously, like Brandon said, just I think the one time, but I'm curious how many times people have tried to use it. Obviously, it would take a little bit of research to figure that out, but... um. Yeah, if anybody's interested, go to, uh, I think it's Survivor Wiki, and there's a ton of information on there, um, so it may lay it out there if anybody is is interested in looking at that. Okay, um, it's been played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Wow. It's been played ten times, been successful twice, Jamie... Jamie from Survivor 44 used it and she got zero votes against her. So it was completely pointless. And then obviously Caleb used it tonight, had 11 votes against him and made history. Yeah. Heck of a tribal council. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, are we, are we, do we need to do survivor of the week this week? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's unanimous, right? It's gotta be. Yeah. Caleb won Survivor of the Week, I think, collectively on the Merge Feast. Um, 
you just you don't get to see fireworks like that at a tribal council very often and I don't think I've ever seen a reaction from the other tribe mates the way I did tonight. You've had an entire tribe that just voted against somebody, tried to vote somebody out, and then just jumped in excitement when he played his shot in the dark and was safe. Yeah, he was a little uh, a little um, over the top with his excitement, I guess, and, and rightfully so, but... Uh, I was surprised like you to see how excited everybody else was and maybe they weren't excited for him, but just the excitement of Holy crap. We did not expect that at all. Um, but it was, I don't know. It was pretty wild. Yeah. It, uh, definitely one to go down in, in the books for sure. Obviously yeah. the, go ahead. He's got some work to do next week. That's for sure. I think the best thing for him to do is going to be to lay low and hopefully somebody else will kind of make an enemy of themselves. Yeah. And it, with the scenes from next episode, it didn't look like he was highlighted at all in that. If I remember correctly, it was kind of a couple other people. D yeah. Gunning for him. Yeah. There, I think a little bit, but it, it will be interesting next week because it sounded like, unless I misheard them, Jeff said two people are going home next week. He did. So is that a double tribal? I'm curious if this is going to be one where they split up tribals, where this is like a reward challenge and both peop both teams go to tribal. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think what's probably going to happen is you're going to have two you're going to have two individual immunity necklaces up for grabs. You're going to play uh, in those, and you're going to have it split into two teams of six or two groups of six, and they're all going to compete with each other. And um, I'm guessing that reward will be on the table as well, and whoever stays longest out of both teams is going to win reward for their group of six. Okay. Haven't they done it in the past where those not only that they're like separate from each other all the way until tribal council yeah they've sent them to separate beaches before leading up to tribal council and i think they've done it yeah where like the other side doesn't even know who voted for who mm -hmm. hmm. be interesting to see what group goes with who if that's how they do it and how that all plays out can be uh I I always love whenever they do that because it does add so much unknown and kind of a, an extra twist to it. So, yeah, I agree. Um, did you guys hear about the introduction to each episode and how there was a little a little teaser or Easter egg um, intended to provide some insights into the episode? Have you guys seen that or caught that at all? I saw that. I haven't done, I haven't really looked into it or paid attention to it though. So it's right after they introduce all the players and then it shows Jeff. And then right after Jeff, there's a little clip of something and it's been different every single week. 
Um, so one of the weeks was um, a clip of buffs being thrown, and that kind of was a little bit of foreshadowing about the tribe swap. And then um, this one was the shot in the dark, the dice, or the die, I guess. Um, kind of hinting at somebody's going to use that. So pay attention next week and see uh, see if you guys catch anything. I'm curious to see, because I didn't, I saw this one and I thought that was the shot in the dark, but I wasn't 100% sure. Um, so I'm curious what next episodes will be. Yeah, I'll definitely have to pay attention to that because I knew they said something about that, but I don't know if I ever noticed something. So. Yeah, I will definitely definitely pay attention for that. Do either of you have anything else? I'm good. No, I uh, I think I'm good as well. I'll be sure to tune in next week. Um, Brandon, you want to tell everybody what our Twitter slash X? Yeah, is? yeah. Let me do that. Since I didn't even include that last week and talked about it that's my fault well it'll be uh it'll be yeah. in the show notes and follow, we'll uh yeah follow us uh follow us on x i'm not going to tell you what it is um it is at <laughs> merge feast pod it's at merge feast pod on x you can follow us there find our we'll drop our episodes there we'll tweet throughout the week uh interact with you come hang out Yeah. Love it if you guys give us a follow there and follow, um, obviously, listen to the podcast and appreciate all of all of you guys following along each week to week. And I think that's all this week. So what a crazy episode. And yeah, let's uh, we'll we'll talk to you guys later.